0: What is going on, my freaks, geeks, and free thinkers? This is Mike Romanelli with the Free Thinker Society, episode number sixty. I'm sitting across from our main man, Clint Esposito. Clint, what's going on, brother?
1: Not much. Just had a good conversation, didn't we? Yeah, you look quite tired. I'm pretty tired.
0: I don't know if you're too t- if you're tired or you just got real into. I don't know why I say character because we're not characters, but you got real into um, the guest and kind of.
1: No, I was gotta, trying not to fall asleep. Yeah, I, I, I told her when, when you bolted at the end of the
0: podcast, I'm like we're, we're done. And I'm like, Clint's not here. I don't know how to end this thing. I was trying for a little bit. I don't know.
1: I was like, I'm like, he's really stoned. No, I just went downstairs and sat in a chair and closed my <laughs> eyes in the dark. And I'm like, because I was going to fall asleep here in front of everybody. Oh, so I'm God. like, I'm like, this is dangerous in this dark room because I went and sat in that comfy chair in the uh, comedy room. I'm like, I'll end up fucking. You'll come down and be like searching for. We her. should
0: put uh, the 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 what do you call it? The picture, the banner for this one should be the picture I took of you when you were sleeping when you were running the Ojo one
1: night. Dude, then uh, <laughs> we uh, the last time I was here doing the show, or maybe it wasn't the last time. I think the time before that, uh, I went into the office and sat down, and was just like, "I'm sorry." Oh, I tired. heard about that one. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Vic came in there, and he found me sitting there so he's like i'm gonna bust a room so i was like okay get two tubs i'll come out and help you then he opens the door back up and he goes all right i'm leaving and i go you gonna do the room he goes i already did it and i'm like fuck i've been sitting here that long he's like yeah
0: man we might have to talk about uh smoking before you come to work sir
1: i that's why i don't do um i don't work before that's why you don't do xanax before you come here I don't work before I do comedy shows. No, you shouldn't do that. So that way I can get uh, sleep. In. <laughs> before
0: you get up, you definitely shouldn't. But no, that was us. Yeah, so this was a lot of fun. Um, our friend Megan Cush is on this episode. And uh, <clears throat> for any of you guys that don't know Megan, um, well, you'll find out about her from this episode, but she's a big deal in uh, legalization of, of cannabis space and She's doing some amazing work, helping all kinds of people, now getting to the psilocybin. Well, she's been, but that's really starting to take off now with the microdoses. And like I said, she's the real deal, a great human being. We need more people. I find her very inspiring, and I hope other people do because she really, um, she don't give a fuck. (laughs) She knows, she just, that's a real truth fighter. That's somebody that, you know, and she's been doing it for a long time. People don't understand how, back in the day, how cannabis and all that stuff was really... You know, that was really you were you were you were looked at as a criminal or a dirtbag.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know,
0: and it's I, I'm, I'm so thankful that young people don't get don't have to see that shit anymore. But, um, yeah, you know, that's, you know, Clint, you know how it was like we, we get into it in this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. One thing I do want to say uh, to any of our listeners, guys, if you can, please. We, we were starting to get a uh, shadow banned, And, you know, Clint and I, we're not we're not monetized. We don't have sponsors. Um you know we have a couple friends with we have uh, a few that we shout out, but it's not like we have some major sponsors or anything like that. But we are getting shadow banned, and we're trying to build up our channels and things. And it looks like they're they're not putting our stuff out there. So if you guys can review the podcast, if you enjoy it, or rate it, or tell a friend, or share it with some of your friends, so you can get the word out, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, and I hope you guys love this episode.
1: Addicts and drugs not yet synthesized. Black marketeers of World War III. Excisers of telepathic sensitivity. Osteopaths of spirit. Investigators. infractions denounced by planned paranoid chess players.
0: Um, you know, Megan, I noticed that uh, for you, I noticed recently you started posting things about Shadow Ben.
2: Oh man, I've just been getting like just hit bad, it feels like sometimes.
0: Right? You, you've you been Shadow Ben, right?
2: A bunch, a, a ton. And people can't share anything or can't post me or tag anything without like having to put like a COVID uh, notification on it. And I, this, whether their post has anything to do with anything medical, COVID, quarantine, nothing. I mean, it can be about something. Some of these posts that were shared were so not even related.
0: It was hilarious. Yeah. So, so it's funny because shadow band has been a thing that obviously people in this community have been talking about for a while. And I kind of never really looked, thought about it, looked into it because I feel like our, we didn't have a, a, a big enough audience in the beginning. Right. So I'm like, ah, what is it? It doesn't matter to us. Right. And and not that I, it's a big deal, and it's hurt a lot of my friends, but I didn't think they were like shadow banning everyone. But then, recently, I started. I was just bored one day, or I think I wasn't feeling well last week, and I started looking at our numbers. And it, when we first started, it was it's like it's the opposite of how podcasts should evolve. Like we came out pretty strong, and our numbers were big, and our YouTube like was growing at a pretty pretty a, a nice rate for somebody who's not famous by any means right and uh oh. we had it it was going pretty well and like we would have hundreds of views couple that had a thousand or more views and then all of a sudden it just went down to like 20 and I was like wait a minute this doesn't seem right um and I was like going back and forth in my head like you know when Megan comes on I want to talk about drugs and, and it's, it's going to be a conversation that really we don't need to talk about any of the stuff that would get my video our videos you know shadow band or or we're you know whatever you gonna call it and i was like gonna have this talk with you and i talked to clint about it. i'm like let's be careful about what we, and I'm like fuck that what am i doing this is not what i i don't give a fuck no we're gonna talk about whatever fuck we talk about but i was gonna like in my mind like you know let's do an experiment because i know megan she'll be cool with it let's say hey we're gonna only talk about and i'm like what am i doing like I was about yeah. to do
1: that. To- Self censorship.
0: Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, wait, 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 whoa. This is like I'm breaking a fucking rule of mine for every. Like I no, no. I mean, I'm not saying that we need to talk about all the crap going on. If we if it goes there, sure. Fuck it. Who cares? That's just what's going on in the world. Um
2: You know, they' never- started shutting me down like 10 years ago for cannabis stuff. You know, they were anti. Is the end of the prohibition when the legalization was happening? I had. Wow. Quite a lot of traction on Instagram, you know. I was like eight, nine thousand followers, all cannabis stuff, and then they would shut me down right about when I get to about the same, like right around eight thousand every time. And there's two <laughs> different times I'm down. I still can't get push creams, just straight up push creams back. What? And that was literally, I don't think for anything besides like other people, like haters, like reporting stuff. And I would have not like the weed porn that all my friends have. I wouldn't have big pour outs of raws. and I wouldn't have mm-hmm. like you know anything like that. It was just really basic. Cannabis legalization stuff and stuff like that. And they just would just flag me and then they shut me down. Wow. You know, so like you're and, and that was early on. So this was kind of like round two for me on the whole shadow banning and dealing with the social media censorship.
0: Were you saying, and, uh, what, do you think it you had, kind of had to do more, more with, the,
2: I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, it was really just right around the height of the legalization movement here between like 2012 and 2016 when it became voted in and then the actualization of legalization.
0: So do you think that's where the, the that was coming from, to stop with that? Or do you think it had to do, were you posting any conspiracy-type different things back then?
2: liberal, like voting for Obama, Mr. and Mrs. Clinton voting. You know what I mean? I was being bad at that point as far as any political stuff.
0: You were or were not?
2: I was not posting anything political at all at that point.
0: All right, so that's crazy because now it's like, now i mean how many sites it's it's i think it's a lot of people just kind of scamming others right with um you see so much like you called it weed porn or whatever it's like it's everywhere um i mean all kinds of drugs they're just that's just a instagram it's it's everywhere they don't mess with that i get scam scam accounts like like you know following us all the time
2: yeah no it, no it's it's it was just literally i think from people reporting look at this gorgeous sunset out here we normally have sunrises and sunrise beach Wow. Look at that gorgeous sunset. You can't really see the mountain, but there's like Mount Rainier, right? Yeah. Dead that, nuts. Dead wow. nuts in the mountain. There. That
0: is amazing. Whenever you post yeah, things gorgeous. like that, I'm like, you have uh, quite a view. What's oh, that? it's gorgeous.
2: It's really pretty right now. I get, The water's really pink. Like when I'm looking out the window by it, I was like, I have oh. to look up. Oh my God, the mountain's gorgeous.
0: Yeah, that, that's unbelievable. Um, yeah, just, so yeah, so this 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 whole shadow bay thing's crazy. I do think that I was just saying to Clint before we started that. The last couple of days, it looks like the tide is turning. Um, I don't know so much with shadow banning, but it, it seems like a lot more of the masses are, are saying things that we all have been saying since the beginning of this shit. Uh, I noticed that. I noticed that um, there's been a lot of people going after fucking little troll Fauci. Like even, you know, they're starting to turn on him. But got to always keep our head on a swivel, man. Because, like, in a way, I was just saying to Clint, like, it could really just be he's the fall guy. Like okay, the plan didn't work, so you know let's just throw this guy away and we'll just forget about it and and start you know so I don't I don't think it's going away I, as much as it's nice and I can't wait for this shit to go away I don't think it's going to be as easy as as the the hope that that everyone's got on the internet but it does look like the narrative is 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 starting to shift I don't know right have you noticed that
2: definitely I feel like a lot more people that I mean I've woken up within like the liberal cannabis community mm-hmm. and the community about here. So many people have decredited things that i've posted that have finally just worn into them and more you know what i mean just they finally have looked into it enough or i've just you know posted enough repetitive stuff but what i get feedback from people is that they will that i not i blocked from them but i'll be like say at the end of the stories i'll be the very last one and they, they always like you know feedback uh-huh. to me that like my stuff that they're looking at my stuff and that i should be if you would go by the normal algorithm at the beginning of their sequence versus the very last one. And I noticed that happens with truthers that I follow too, that they'll be at the very end of my story sequence. And I'm a busy person. I can barely make it through like, like a few of those, like, you know, or, you know, profiles like stories. So when I, I try and like, like things and try and do things. So it'll be at the beginning of my sequence. And I noticed that, you know, certain people will, have certain periods of time that they'll just be the very last one i'll see behind like the farthest back that's
1: i think can't you go in and hit uh some setting like to follow certain accounts or something can you i'm not that.
2: it'll just override that because i tried to do that too i tried to make it so i could see like what i wanted to yeah so make the use of my time and it just overrides that and it doesn't take them away completely but it puts them at the very end of your sequence
1: You really have to only follow, like, uh, a handful of people. Otherwise, they just hide stuff. Yeah. I I went through that account for the club, and I was deleting (laughs) people. And then all of a sudden, just people kept popping up that I'd never seen before (laughs) that were just there, but they've just never shown us. Oh, yeah. It was weird. It's real
0: weird. Like, you don't, you know... I mean, back in the day, I I don't use Facebook, but Facebook was... It was really like you saw whatever you want like it was just all there whatever you followed you saw everyone whatever they posted if you want to talk to whoever your friends were they all got the message then they started fucking with things but you know we i I really think that this is showing more the power of podcasts here let's knock on wood but the 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 feeds have been allowed with and i don't hear much shadow banning going on apple and things like that i don't that's great
1: That's amazing
0: um
2: Yes, I'll tell you how they do. They do do a little bit of shadow banning on a podcast I listen to that's out of Washington. It's called Pardon My American. And they won't, like, they'll be like, you go to Apple Podcasts and they'll have the shows and then the update or the latest episodes. It will not put the latest episodes of Pardon My American on there like half the time. But really? if I go to the show individually, I can see the latest episode, but they won't put it on my ah, update.
0: You know what? That's happened back in the day with me with Sam, for sure. That used to happen with some tinfoil hat. We got to go into the tinfoil hat, click it. Um, so I guess there's some fuckery going on. But the the nice thing is, like, at least for this little show, is we have a nice little listener. You know, I love the listeners. They're awesome. And people do listen. And, you know, I don't think we're going to <laughs> gain more listeners from any of the social media platforms. And that's fine. And, you know, I'm not going to fucking play along. At first, I was like, let's play along. But then I was thinking about, like, why? We're never, even if we get the 10,000 uh, subscribers, we're gonna just get fucked with even more. So, like, why even try to pretend like we're gonna play in that? In we that? just
1: need a thousand so we can have ads. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever we need. I just think that no matter what, it's just gonna drive us crazy. So I say, fuck it. I mean, I'm not saying fuck YouTube altogether, but let's just see what happens instead of me trying to sh- me trying to uh, uh, censor myself. Well, it's self censorship.
1: That's what they want. That's what they right? want. Exactly. They want you to play by the rules and don't talking mean, about many,
2: the ta- taboo things on a podcast sorry to interrupt but how many people won't say COVID or won't say yeah. vaccine and they won't say and they have all these Coco 19 that's and, the new thing uh, <laughs> the shiver jabber and the fucking yeah. the, you know, the this that the other thing and so that they won't have the AI algorithm people pick up on their yeah v- the vocal the and audio I,
0: I've been thinking about that lately too and it's like fuck it I'm not I'm not doing it and we have a nice like I said we have a nice listener base here um, I think we will grow more, and if anybody, any of our lovely listeners out there, we're not going to grow through uh, <laughs> through social. So if you do like this, you know, either please, like, rate it or tell your friends, because we're definitely not going to grab more more listeners I through, through social media.
1: Is, I think rating and reviews are a big deal.
0: They absolutely are. Absolutely are. But, um, yeah, if I, this I, something's going to something's gonna change. First of all, open source and different, different platforms and things are gonna come out sooner or later where it will be where we could just all freely share ideas again I hope or maybe not who knows maybe it will just be through podcast and telegrams and things like that
1: you do you, you not know? think the noose will tighten on podcasts as well eventually? I hope not yeah.
0: <laughs> I hope not it might it might
1: and, and
2: then as a listener I feel like when you hear you know podcasters using different types of lingo like the coco 19 or whatever it's just like people using a fake vax card to get into an event when they don't believe in the vaccine and stuff like that but yet they still like do that you're playing the game i agree megan yeah well
1: and you're still taking your money to those places yeah you know you're like you got over on them but you didn't you basically made it so that they're not liable for letting you in and they got your money it's so true
2: Ask
1: numbers of people that
0: are vaccinated for their number. You know? It's so fucking true. I'm mean, I, I. I am the same way. I'm like. I'm not playing these fucking games. I'm not doing it. You know. And I'm just gonna miss concerts for now. Or I'll miss things like because you. It's. It's. You're not really pushing back if you're doing that shit.
1: No, you're not because those people are still making money. So why are they going to not play by the rule? Like if they yeah, exactly if they were like, hey, you have to be vaccinated, and everybody was like, fuck that, we're not going. And all of a sudden they had no sales, guess what they're gonna do? They're gonna be like, uh, maybe we should abandon this plan. So
2: I I don't believe, you know, I had you know, I'm just a hustler to the heart and like, you know, a lot of people want fakes, vax cards and stuff like that. And I've even had a couple in my possession and just haven't, you know, haven't passed them on. I'm part of the legalization can or syllabus so, so cyber ballot out here, and they required it to get into the ballot initiative fundraiser. And I literally brought the two from my from my plug, and I was like left in the Ziploc bag. I went fill them out, and I was like, "I'm not. You want me to take them out of the bag? I'm not gonna fill these out. This is how these were given to me." And I was like, "I'm not gonna fill them out." Like, and they just lady looked at me because she first asked for my ID and a vaccine proof, and I was like, "Oh." And I just held up a Ziploc bag that had the two unfilled out Z- vax cards in there, and I was like, "I'm not gonna fill these out. This is how I received them." And I felt so morally conflicted. At the end of that, I just decided I wasn't even gonna put it forward again. Mm. Like. You know, yeah. let alone fill it out and play the game. but
0: Yeah, so yeah, I have a couple of questions for you from that. That's, but one thing I want to – does it blow your mind, Megan, the way it blows my mind? Because we're kind of from the same – well, we are from some of the same worlds, just different coasts, um, from the music scenes and, you know, the, the – we'll call it hippies and ravers and all. Does it kind of blow your mind that all of a sudden that these people – like I learned about a lot of – weird subculture things let's say like something like aluminum in deodorant right <laughs> like i learned to, like we're like you know that's why all the hippies smelled because they were like no we're not yeah. putting that shit in their body you know right that or barefoot <laughs> like a lot of like these weird things that i i've learned that were awesome stuff but and now like it, it just blows my fucking mind that that there have become provax. does it blow your mind
2: it really does i mean the where i thought that was like the radical like Go against the establishment. Go against the government. Go against you know, fuck the you know, fuck the whole thing. Now those are the people that are like conforming to this man. You know what is actually the government asking you to conform? You know these mandates, and it's it really blows my mind. Whatever happened to like old punk rock
1: mentality? Yeah, but they tricked them into it's. Uh, they're just uh getting them on like their empathy, right? Like they don't want to harm anybody so that's how they suckered them in on that one you know you're doing this for other people so they're like i'm a good person
0: yeah i guess i I guess but like i don't know it's just weird for me like hippies were like always like they were hippies and ravers were always just i mean ravers a little different because they were (laughs) sniffing all kinds of shit and whatever but for the most part it was, I don't know. It was like, as far as the whole natural, everything was like natural. like, And then all of a sudden, it's like, they're the first in line. Vax passes all. And I, I get it with the punk rock thing and, and that too. It's like, but punk rockers have shown their colors how many times? Where it's like, when it's time to, you know, they've done that for years. That's just an old. I don't know, just putting the the vaccine in your body thing, it's like, I thought there'd be some pushback. And I thought, especially in like, you know, I don't want to call it whatever you call these different circles, uh, counterculture, new age, hippies, whatever. I mean, I heard of some some circles where they pour uh, ayahuasca medicine where they were asking for vax identification. I'm like, what? What shaman? If that, do not go to that
1: shaman. Are you kidding me? And they're talking
0: about, like, and it's like, what the fuck is happening?
1: It's, I think, I, I would compare this to like, uh, harley people are bikers yeah, right like yeah. back in the 60s yeah. if you were riding a harley around you were kind of a badass right yeah. and then now there's all these yuppies with harleys and harley jackets and yeah. they don't know what is going on it's the same thing uh, well
2: so people you know really for the most part
0: yeah so
1: the harleys yeah so making <laughs> you so that's that
0: really i you I, that kind of threw me off I wouldn't think in a, It's very similar But like in a psychedelic uh, Was it for legalization And they wanted to see A vax card I mean I guess It's yeah, government
2: stuff I mean they require it For every single Cannabis thing That's going on Anything really? that's taking place up here Because it's all liberal Ran And everybody's so Pro vaccine Pro pandemic It's just ridiculous And this was for the Adapt Washington Ballot initiative Fundraiser So yeah Completely for a Psychedelic ballot initiative.
0: How how is uh, how is Washington looking with uh, psycho? How how are the psychedelics looking? Like, is it gonna? Are we looking at legalization? Are we looking at decriminalization? Oh,
2: there's two different initiatives out there right now. One of them similar to the one that took place in California and was voted in. Because in general, in California, they just didn't look at the ballot that much. They actually didn't look at the bill, and it's just another you know corporate just yeah. monopolized corporate corrupt initiative as a California is absolutely horrible. And we have that same initiative, um, kind of, you know, team or whatever did it, did it for up here. And then there's also the adapt Washington one. And so the adapt Washington one's a lot more of like a grassroots home grow, mm-hmm. um, style initiative versus the, um, commercialization, the corporate commercialization that they, is the other one. Um, Oregon has got a great, great initiative out. Um, It's already been decriminalized up here as far as around the King County, Seattle area. But this is going to be structuring, the ADAPT Washington is structuring a three-tier licensing system for the therapists, the physician therapists, which are going to be the psychiatrists, psychologists. Then there's going to be the next tier down is a different type of clinical therapist to the producers, processors. They're really making it a lot more of a medical true therapeutic um versus like any type of recreational up here in washington which is awesome because that's where people are finding the most results and that's what's going to get it moved on you know there's two different types of decrim legalization kind of it's like you know the medical and the recreational and this one's definitely a lot more of a medical movement
0: so um so if listeners aren't familiar megan you had a lot to do with the early um legalization of cannabis right you put a lot of work into that um,
2: yeah, I was I was a, just a petitioner early on for the medical and even underage. I was a petitioner. Worked for progressive campaigns down in Oregon. That was '96. Mm. and That passed. We got screwed even on our last couple of weeks of pay. We traveled up and down, you know, the I-5 corridor of Oregon. There, mm. um, petitioning same thing, same. Even though they screwed us, went through the same company and worked for them again when they because they got it passed in Oregon. We needed it passed in Washington. Passed in '98. Um, and then I wasn't, it wasn't for the legalization of recreational up here. I wanted it to stay medical and not go to the, the system that it has gone to now, which mm-hmm. is not, doesn't have patients in mind. You can't do home grows. It's heavy taxation at all points. Um, and the quality is just, there's no boutique so, craft farms anymore.
0: So you can't, this is where, this is where things just get crazy. So you cannot grow legally. Nope, you
2: could, but now you can't anymore.
0: See, to me, this is just this is crazy because first of all, I don't understand how any plant is illegal. I don't understand how any plant, fungus, or whatever, if you want to grow, is illegal. That's crazy. But now, see, I knew this was going to end up happening in New Jersey. If not, I know people are just people are saying this in New Jersey right now that oh, you can grow. I'm like, I don't think so. I know we've had some of the the harshest laws for growing for like forever, and people saying weed or mushroom? weed. Um, and it's just, this is ridiculous. I, I just think that, you know, oh. and so you were more for the, the medical because of these reasons, Megan, because Correct, recreational yeah. just kind of bastardize it. Right.
2: It really does. The taxation, the, the requirements that they had for licensing really weeded out and squeezed out every single small farmer, every single person that was going to be for the patient and made it to where it cost, you know, so much pay to play, you know, it, mm. the amount of money it costs for the licensing and yeah. the type of building permits to the requirements for the HVAC to everything, people would be hundreds of thousands of dollars out and they wouldn't even have the lottery, you know, they wouldn't even be selected yet yes. and that's what required to be even play. And it's that kind of, you know, and a lot of people I know they tried and tried and tried to stay mm-hmm. independent, they independently owned, not, you know, being bought out, not taking in investors. And there is very, very few independently owned farms, producer processors, or retail shops left in Washington due to the heavy taxation at all points and all their different requirements, not only from a Washington State Liquor Control Board, but from the local building zoning permit departments to the local you know, jurisdictions, of county and city. Um, and we still haven't seen a dollar back on any roads, schools or anything. You know, it's just yeah. ridiculous. Which all that at.
0: money that they're making too so it's yeah
2: it. it's been ridiculous
0: see because we're in the we're in the early stages of New Jersey right now and it's kind of reminds me because I have had so many friends on the west coast when this was all go, like you know boots on the ground like yourself and I hearing all and and it seems like we are in that gray area right now New Jersey where you go to any gas station and they're just sell I mean God knows what kind of garbage but anywhere it's like It's almost like the Wild West right now because it's like decriminalized and it's like there are some medical it's 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 decriminalized. I think recreational is here, but not really implemented yet. So you go to like any any gas station right now and you're going to see weed in behind the shelves. And it's like, you know, pre-rolls and gummies. Not,
2: Not THC, but like CBD, right?
0: No, 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 no. No, right now <laughs> I'm telling you. I, yes, right now, and I hope I'm not like outing anyone. But I heard that they already started like knocking on doors and giving just letters to stop. because it's like the wild west. I mean, like in California, like when well, it first. Yeah,
2: people did do that out here too. They just acted dumb for quite a while. Like, oh, well, it's legalized now.
0: Yeah, so that's what's yeah. kind of we're in that. But that's also kind of dangerous though, because there's some of these like I went and got gas either, They went to go pay for it, and I was like just i was so like i was looking at this selection the guy had a wall and i'm and i even said it so you said it, I'm like this is delta 8 cbd he's like no real thing and then i'm like i've been noticing it since that it's in every quick like uh, not quick check i shouldn't say that but every corner store most of the the gas stations that are not brand names they're like you know whatever mom and pop type places and walls of carts uh, pre-rolls they even have some you know where they have nugs and jars um, and you know that shit is garbage like, there's some oh. brands that they're, you know, I don't want to say any brands, but there's some brands that are well-known California brands that I know these are just knockoffs. Like, these are, like, I know it that's not a real deal. And uh,
2: that's, well, it's you just... We can buy the packaging, like, on DH Gate for all the large brands. Like, let's say, as an example, like, with Mainstream Cookies or some of those different types of um, edibles, medibles that were the, like, the nerds ropes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You can just gate DHgate, pre-purchase that knockoff packaging, and then just... Heat shrink, seal it yourself, and put your own foodie yes, ex- exactly. in
0: there. Exactly, and yeah. that's definitely what these. they are already shady kind of places that are selling all kinds of, you know, and that's and packaging.
2: You're like, yeah, you got that fancy packaging, my ass. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, it even asked shit. the
0: price, and I was like, okay, you're, you're, you're <laughs> this is yeah. no way you're charging like thirty dollars for this right now. right? like, okay, it's in a way it's cool. Um, it's cool. It's cool because for me at least, I think it's cool because. For so long, it was like so taboo, right? It was so now to so that is really awesome, in my opinion, to see it be more accepted. Yeah. But here we go with all the corporate bullshit that's going to, you know, the shadiness. And like you said, like how many people would love to quit their jobs and grow up pot? But you can't. A regular person, it's too hard it's just too hard and 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 i've i'm i've heard of people back in california that definitely in the early days that did well and i heard california did it right is that true do you believe with like do you agree with that like the way california did things in the beginning that's with what cannabis? i was yeah with cannabis that it was done properly and like but they'll never follow because too many regular people made it that's what i was told i don't know if that's true
2: um that's a good way to sum it up i guess in a, in a nutshell yeah it's it was definitely the the land of milk and honey for yeah many movements as far as like wanting to model it after that. and No, no one has been able to follow their model And California has changed. Yeah. But right. I'm back early days going to like Oakland and Oaksterdam. I went down there and did all that stuff. I mean, those are what we dreamed of. That's the only thing we'd seen for dispensaries. So we went down there and based everything that we did up here off of what we'd seen mm. down there, those experiences.
0: So, so here we are. And now we got, we have, well, at least psilocybin, psilocybin, um, <clears throat> and cannabis are becoming recreational, um, medical, legalized, whatever we want to call it. But they're becoming decriminalized, in this whole thing. Now, I, I really wanted to talk to you, Megan, about what can what can we all do? And I think this is a unifying idea. I think this is something that doesn't matter what, if you're right, left, whatever. What can we do to come together? And this is the first time ever in my life that I'll actually be a cheerleader for Big Pharma. How do we get every single drug decriminalized? And let them, just let them make it. Let fucking Pfizer make cocaine. Let them make heroin. Fuck it. Because you know what I'm really sick of? I'm sick of losing fucking people. I'm really, really sick and tired of losing. You know, there's so many of my friends that I just want to call that I can't fucking call. And they died, yeah, because they were junkies. But you know what? They didn't die because they were doing heroin. They died because fucking people put fentanyl in those bags. And, yeah. And, or not by 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 making things illegal, you don't stop it, and we know this already. Come on, we've known this forever. So yeah, I agree. People shouldn't be doing heroin. People shouldn't be doing cocaine. People shouldn't be doing meth, but they're going to. And yeah, they're going to. We could stop so much stuff. We could stop so much shit if we could just fully legalize drugs. Maybe I'm using the wrong terms. Maybe maybe hard drugs need to be legalized, and maybe plants need to be uh, medical or or vice versa or whatever it is. But This is the first time in my life I've been thinking, like, I will go fight for Big Pharma to get, so you guys can fucking sell it. First of all, another thing we'll stop, we'll stop fucking jail. We'll stop jail. How many fucking people do we know that our lives, and once you put a regular person, or any kind of person, I don't care who you are, once you put them in that system, good luck trying to get them out.
2: Oh, it's it's ridiculous, too. I think, like, it's something like... The federal government spends nine point two million dollars every single day to like pay for the imprisoned drug offenders, just drug offenses like total across the US. I mean that's like I think like over like four billion or three three something billion a year that the US government, federal government spends on just the federal drug offense prisoners. I mean, I think we have like five percent of the total world population, but yet we have Hmm. twenty-five percent of the total. World yep. prisoner population. Yep.
0: Then we're going to look back on this and we're going to say mm-hmm. this is, this is going to be a real, the wrong side of history for sure. We're going to say, Clint.
2: And then just, that kind of goes back to like, you know, so what did, you know, we, so we talked about it a little bit before you start recording, but the, you know, what are wars created for? Mm-hmm. For profit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're looking at these private prisons and these different, you know, prisons for profit. We have the, you know, the war on drugs that was formed like in the 70s. Coincidentally, that's, was 73 is when the DEA, I think, was formed. Yeah. And so we have not only, you know, that coincidence, but it's, it's, it's pretty crazy if you look at just the way that the U.S. government has set up this to be a profitable thing. I mean, all the way back to Nixon, to Reagan, you know, to now, you know, the the whole, well, I guess back then the crack academic and, you know, bringing that all up with the Clinton. You know, you know every single... Every single president and large politicians
0: had their hands in this. 100%. And they're all on the take and they're all a part of it. And But here's the thing, man. Like, I never thought that we would see cannabis. I really didn't think we would see cannabis. I thought it was be an old man once it was legal. I really did. And I, I forget about mushrooms. I forget about people talking about taking psychedelics or therapeutic, you know. I I always I say, was, I was a closeted psychonaut because I was so, because people always just, you know, People always just thought it was. or most people judged you, like you did. If you took acid, it's the same thing as just being a junkie or a crap You know, and the, and a lot of stigmas are starting to end. But if we're gonna see this, I, I truly believe that we can can have to start having this conversation. I really do. It's especially, I'm sorry, and I own a bar, and I know this is speaking. But if, if if alcohol is legal, I I don't see how any other fucking everything. If if you're allowed to consume alcohol. There is no reason why anything else. And I know that sounds extreme to some people who have never done all the hard drugs or whatever. And I don't want to see people on hard drugs. I really don't. But they're going to do it. I mean, I don't know if any of you listeners out there or you guys have seen, but there are some places like Kensington and Philadelphia and Camden and uh, Patterson. It's The Walking Dead. If you go down there, it's literally The Walking Dead. You will you'll see things you n- you would never think are happening in America, and it's out in the open. And it's and it's this whole cat and mouse type thing with the police. They sometimes they sweep it, sometimes they don't. They don't bust it. They, they laugh. so there's all this gang activity. There's all this extra shit that happens. It doesn't need to happen. I mean, I don't know about you, Megan. I want to speak for you, but I could tell you from for myself. I never hung out with drug dealers, but I hung out with a lot of people that that sold pot, right? Sold cannabis, because hey, they just got to get. But then somehow, because of this system, a lot of those kids all of a sudden turned into pretty much criminals. But they got, you know, they got pushed because, and it's bullshit.
2: Of the the incarcerated, um, you know, people across America that are incarcerated, 80% of them are in there for possession. They're not in there for selling drugs. 80% of the drug offenders that are drug incarcerated, drug offenders are in there for possession.
1: How is it even that rough of a penalty for just having... Weed. That's ridiculous. Dude.
2: I <laughs> know. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> I mean, it's...
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of young people don't understand, and I'm, ha- I'm I'm very happy that they don't have to worry about the panic, but I could tell you in New Jersey, if you... You know, my group was very diverse, so if we got pulled over, you already had a, uh, uh, you know, you already had a strike against you because you had a Spanish or a black guy in the car with you. If it smelled a little bit like weed because you guys smoked the blunt before you got in the car... I mean, when you talk about sheer terror and people's lives, you, we would get... People would get arrested and their lives fucked up for a, a dime. We even had nicks back then. I know it sounds old. But for a nickel, for a dime, for the stupidest shit.
1: Did you for, have for pants pipes. that covered your shoes totally? Yeah. Say so that's a t- telltale sign as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, we were every si- every <laughs> sign was like, hey, pull us over. But I mean, at least the kids don't have to worry about that now. They really don't. They're, they're, they're they. Yeah, those pants are gone. <laughs> the Thank pants God. are gone. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and definitely don't hang out with different races of people. So that two yeah. things are good. <laughs> but, but uh, no, but seriously, the fucking...
2: What if five black African-Americans will be incarcerated at one point for a drug charge? It's disgusting. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. And that's because the war on drug has been demographically... 100%.
0: Demographically,
2: like, focused and centered so that they can hold back that whole, you know, generation after generation.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you guys... If, if, if people don't think that this was... It is a racist is a racist uh, system. Just look at look into crack cocaine, guys. I am not fucking joking. You can get caught back. I don't know if it still is. I have no idea, but I know in the eighties or whatever nineties, if somebody got caught with a gram of cocaine, you might get a slap on the wrist. You get caught with just a tiny bit of crack, you are fucking going to jail.
2: That was so. That was all the way until I think like twenty ten. Obama's who made the Fair Sentencing Act, and that's who took the. Uh, took away that difference you know so that now cocaine is actually the same type of punishment and penalty as crack
0: yeah and that's what it did it was
2: crack a small mic like i think you could have like an ounce of cocaine and like a half like a couple points of a fucking crack Mm -hmm. and it was like literally the same punishment it was just ridiculous because of all these white collar you know politicians to you know high-end influencers that were had a cocaine problem but they introduced crack to the black demographic and then they increased the penalties and made minimum mandatories and all that.
0: And generations of black families lives were ruined forever. And now we're seeing it with the with the the opiates. And it's this one doesn't this one is just for everybody, all walks of life. And we're we're losing generations of people are dying or in jail. And this is a real fucking problem that we all need to figure out. I mean, especially with the pandemic. Once this pandemic happened, more people that have it. Like, and the, the the crazy part is that more people started using and less of the real drugs are around, which goes back to another thing. Everything's got fentanyl on it. So even if
2: uh, you, there's a survey, in my daughter's high school um, is way easier for the students here to get um, types of pharmaceuticals, pills or opioids than there is for them to get alcohol or even weed. It's sad.
0: It's really sad. And it's it's mm-hmm. it's crazy, man. I had I, I literally my my daughter's she's young, but I had a, I had a talk with my fir- one of my first talks about drugs. She was telling me about a girl that's twelve that's starting to do drugs, and I had to explain like I had. What is a, she doing at twelve? She doesn't. She just said she's doing
1: drugs. Oh, I mean, they're oh. little
0: kids, and I said, you know, and she was like, kind of. My daughter was kind of. Um, I don't want to say shaming her. She's a really little kid. But I had explained to her, I said, you don't know what this little girl's going through. If anything, we should feel sorry for her. That's way too young. And I had to try to explain about, you know, your brain and how, you know, because that's another thing. I, as much as I love psychedelics, I did them way too early. And I wish, I, I'm envious of people that started in their late 20s. That's so cool. Because that's when it started because, to really.
2: emotionally stumps you. Is at the age that you started doing it, it, it emotionally kind of stops you in your tracks. Mm-hmm. I had a sweet daughter offer on the table for my daughters. Um. That if they would wait till they were 18, they would I would let them go anywhere in the world and they could give me a list of every single drug they wanted. Like he's just there for them. Um but the other thing was is if they were gonna go to the competition, go to the another source for it, it's gonna be in a lot more trouble than they were gonna be for just doing it. So mm-hmm. you know, so it's the point now where I got I am mean, not have a twelve year old little hustler. I mean she's crazy, but she's hustling gummies and cartridges and things like that because there is pills and there is other stuff. So I'm trying oh, to I set love, you up. I
0: love you, Becky, This is great. <laughs>
2: I mean, I'm trying to set the mode so that these kids, so that these are the cool kids that are pushing just cannabis. You're right. Pushing pushing gummies. Because you know what? It's going to be something that's going to take the, you know, each grade's got their, you know, their group of kids. It's like the cool kids or whatever. And I'm just trying to set up at least a few years of these ones that weeds the coolest thing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. a lot of other stuff's available. And and it's like, you can just get that to be like the one thing they want. And
0: and I think I, I would rather have my kids doing that than drinking. Any oh, day of the
2: heart. week. Yeah.
0: You know? Any day of the week. And it's funny, Growing, well, at least when I grew up, it was like drinking was exce- like way more accepted. I got in so much trouble for my father. Meanwhile, he would get us alcohol whenever we wanted, or we were allowed to drink in the house whenever, way too early. But when he found an ounce, he flipped out. And like, and that's just that old school, you know, this, to him, that's drugs. He knows nothing about this shit. So it's like to him, this is just you're doing drugs. It's just all together. And that messes up your little brain, too, because then you start saying, fuck it. I already you're, you're shamed. I already did. You know, we I already smoked weed. So why not do anything else? It doesn't matter. It's all the same, you know, and it's where
1: well, you're like, I didn't melt into a puddle on the couch. So maybe <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I I mean,
2: something's gonna take take you know precedence in every kind of you know generation among all the different ones, and like you know just getting the popularity to be something that's natural and getting the culture built around that versus around other types of pharmaceuticals or alcohol, as an example. You know, having the whole you know their party scene being around getting alcohol or whatever. You know, I'm trying to just make it a little bit more plant-based.
0: I mean, I that's my biggest my biggest argument all the time is if alcohol is legal because I've seen I've been this is I've been born in the bar business. And I've seen, unfortunately, I've watched so many people through the years die. And it's a terrible death. Um, you know, it's a horrible death when you're an alcoholic. And it's...
2: Make stupid choices, lost control of choices. Oh, yeah, I mean, you
0: can go on and on. with the, You know, the people with, with the, the driving and all kinds of stuff and terrible decisions. But the thing is, like, it's so... It, it, it's promoted everywhere. Every sporting event everywhere is alcohols everywhere. It's just so accepted everywhere you go. You know, I don't drink anymore, and people ask you a million questions why you don't drink. It's like it doesn't make. But no one's gonna ever ask you like why you don't smoke if you you don't smoke weed. Okay, it's like people think
2: drinking. People think it's a weird thing. Like, oh, did you used to drink? Jeff Holland? and why don't you? Yeah, you're like a weirdo
0: all of a sudden. I know it's it sucks, but um,
2: but kind of go back to that old cliche thing. I mean, like, you know, this is kind of an echo chamber thing. But people, you know, that get in a fight after drinking. How many people do you know that get in a fight after smoking a bowl together? Is you know, it's quite the differences you know it's cannabis makes you want to make peace and you know alcohol causes just such drastic decisions
0: here's another thing i i'm I'm almost too much information on the show but that's okay but here's another one right you drink alcohol you drink alcohol and someone's like hey man i got i got want a little sniff of this now i'm talking i'm old now i'm talking years ago but hey you're i would think yeah sure let me let me maybe if i'm smoking a blunt somebody asked me if i was i'm like hell no and then I'm, I'm questioning like my life on the ride home like why am i hanging out you know what i mean i've never i've never smoked weed and done cr- like something that something crazy i really haven't i mean i've done some stupid stuff where people are like why are you driving five miles an hour why are you you know why are you laughing at nothing like do like harmless harmless things um where alcohol you know decisions that can be made are, are horrible and i truly believe that's the real the real um gateway hundred percent is, is alcohol
2: <laughs> Peace pipe. You know? I don't know how many times I've had friends that have had beef about something, or some deal didn't go. I'm like, let's get together, have a session, and mm-hmm. work it out.
0: Absolutely. People,
2: let's get, together, get drunk and work it out. That's like, <laughs> yeah, <that's> right.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be t- disaster. Bad. Yeah. So, what do you think? Do you agree with me about legalization of everything?
2: You know, I go back and forth on that. I, I think that it would save America so much stress, money family everything I am I am for it I have to say but I I see the argument the other direction but if you look at different countries that have adopted that mm-hmm. model
0: Portugal
2: there, yeah Portugal different parts of Canada up there like um different you know um I think some other places that have done it but they really if you look at their medical overhead their you know in prison cost overhead there all their different federal government overheads is a lot lower than ours that we have created. That's kind of back to war on drugs, wars are created for profit, well, you see, know?
0: That's why my argument was let Big Pharma oh. just – let Big Pharma let the government make all the money they need to off of it. I'm sure – I mean, the um, I don't know, but I'm sure – seems... They make
2: more money off of imprisoning people you so? and, the, you know, the whole other system.
0: Yeah, you would think so? I mean, I mean you might be right, but, I mean – the cartels and all those criminal organizations—it seems to make a lot of money off of this shit. And it would—that's another thing that would just kind of end a lot of that crap. It would end a lot, a lot, a lot of of just the violence and all the uh, extra stuff that, all that seedy stuff that comes along with with drugs. And like I keep saying, like we're not going to get rid of the problem.
2: The oh, cartel. You know what I mean? That is the fucking cartel. Yeah, of
1: course. So you're talking about killing like five revenue streams here with one fell swoop. Damn.
0: I thought we were going to come up with some solutions. That's guys. the issue.
1: No, that's it. The problem is that they're making all this money off of it.
0: I mean, I guess, I, you know, and then you would know better than me, Megan. But I heard that, like, the, what was it? I heard the alcohol, I mean, yeah, the alcohol lobbyists and the prison union guard lobbyists were the biggest ones against, right, against cannabis legalization. And there you go. It's right there. I mean, I can wow. understand alcohol. Alcohol might be pro-cocaine, though, legalization. <laughs> like we doubled our sales, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. so much more <laughs> at least. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I guess it's a really crazy thing. But I just, I, I just, we gotta. St- we, I, I don't understand how we're not, we're, we're up in arms over fucking this virus. Then you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's something is happening. I'm not a complete denier. You know, a lot of older people, a lot of people with comorbidities are gone. Yes, but a lot more people are dead from overdosing or fucking lives are ruined from from going to prison. And I just I just don't under what do we need to do to to change this shit? Because I when I was young, I thought this was just part of life. But like I said, it gave me hope to see cannabis was a was the first little glimpse of hope. And then seeing psilocybin and seeing regular people talking about LSD and and, um, MDMA and ketamine. It's like and it's not this is all stuff that was like, like I'm telling you, when I was young, it was all lumped together in one thing, and they're starting to break it. You know, starting to realize the benefits of certain things. So, it's giving me a little bit of hope um, that something can change.
2: Like one of the things that everybody can, you know, like I feel like my kind of mission as far as like opening people's eyes up have been the two different, you know, products and companies that I really, you know, I've started and I've behind the non psychoactive kush creams for, you know, that is giving a legitimate reason to use cannabis with a non-psychoactive effect. Mm-hmm. And the same hand, microdosing for psilocybin. Opening up the gateway drug the other direction with people that are now, you know, finding so much relief from the microdosing of psilocybin. Yeah, It has blown me away in the last couple of years since starting psilavitamins how open-minded so many people are to this. It's really, I didn't even realize it, you know, for being... A psychonaut myself being an intergalactic traveler and a promoter of these products for so mm-hmm. many years um but keeping them in that black market mind you know keeping them in that black market realm and then i don't know where the information came out to the average soccer mom and the karen or without microdosing but there's some oprah or martha stewart broadcast that i missed because i mean everybody's yeah. on board but that's I mean, that's
0: so beautiful, and and your cell vitamins are amazing. I mean, Clint is a perfect example. He takes your uh, your product a lot, and um, I don't know if you know anything about Clint's story, but you know he. If you want to share, Clint Clint's got some brain injuries from all the the uh, FMX he did throughout the
1: years. Unconfirmed. I didn't go to doctors, but I mean, I definitely hit my head hard enough. At least one time where I'm like, I'm slower than I used to be. So uh, I pretty much started. Microdosing like what year and a half, two years ago. At this point, like pretty regularly, and I've seen a bunch of impl- improvement.
0: I mean, I could tell you just by working with him all the time from everything, um, from from everything from your comedy to how fast like, he, you've changed a lot. And he, he was microdosing just on his own from research, and then you know we started giving him the silivitamins that you you know you have the where it's all mixed with the, you could tell everyone, Megan, what's the blend if you do to let people know? I don't know.
2: There's lindins and reishi, and then there's curcumin, which is the component of turmeric plus the turmeric. The cayenne and black pepper to activate these components as they're going through your body at the right part so they'll be able to be active and absorbed at the right time as they pass through. And then the point two of the Taj Mahal psilocybin kabinzi.
0: So with that combination, right, what was it, Paul is St- that came up with that or this is really? our own
2: here's i kind of our own you have a staffing. little extra in there though right From yeah that. there's a little pile and air um that we've done and this is just seems to be like the winning combination for people the best results
0: so you said it was lion's mane reishi turmeric
2: curcumin which is the component oh, of
0: okay okay
2: really proven to regenerate your serotonin and your dopamine mm. and then that cayenne and black pepper that it takes to have that stuff be active in the point when it's passing through your body so you can absorb it at the right time.
0: There you go. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've taken your product a bunch, um, given it to lots of loved ones and people see just such, such amazing results. I mean, it's really, really fucking cool. And I think it's I- awesome that you're helping so many people with this. I, mean, I used to
2: think it took be 90 days something like that for people to truly enjoy the feel the benefits and notice it and as we've been you know widespread distributing these throughout 2021 as we've taken it to an over-the-counter strength approach i've really just taken as starting to Le vitamins taking this whole thing into an over-the-counter strength approach has made it normal for people just taking that taboo out of it mm-hmm. um, we ship them internationally and Hearing people's results within a few days, you know, the feedback people have after one or two doses of it just blows me away, you know, where I thought such a build up before for you to yeah. be able to know. Benefit. That's what I wanted
0: to ask you. So people are having, because I, I'm like, and Clint, if you want to jump in on this too, I, I have had it all over. It's kind of not a, um, it's not the same thing all the time. Uh, in the beginning when I was doing it, I would notice like on my off day, the big benefit more than anything. Mm-hmm. No, I, mean, I remember I said it to Clint. He said you said the same thing, I think, right, that you, like, feel really happy that day. A right? lot of your times is the better. day after.
1: It's even better, I right? actually like day afterglow.
2: After glow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'll have more revelations that day than I will actually the day on it or, like, where you start to realize stuff or just see stuff in your life, like, from a different kind of perspective.
0: Um if somebody like if somebody wants to start micro because I get this question all the time and I really don't like giving psychedelic advice to people, I really don't. but if someone wants to uh, try, I think that's why I think your product's great because there's no trying to figure it out. It's like here just take one of these. but what's the regimen well, like Megan, like like would you say how how many days on how many days off? Um, how you know do you do it forever?
2: Yeah, no there's definitely there's anything that you're gonna you know, rebuilding your serotonin and your dopamine with is going to something you can naturally build up tolerance to. So you want to limit that. There's no need to take like the, the mentality. One's good. Two is better. That's not something you want to do with microdosing because you're going to unnecessarily build up your tolerance. So it's better to do it. And these, all these instructions are on every single tub because mm-hmm. people sh- oh, and forget things. Um, I suggest like the first month, five days on two days off, every single four weeks, you know, the third week, you take a full week off. So every month, one week off. And then I suggest the next month, like four days on three days off. It not only, you know, prolongs the, you know, conserves your tub of capsules, it makes Mm -hmm. them last long. You don't need it as much to be able to feel the relief. Um, And then you take your you know, maybe a month off next time and you save it till you have a big project or a stressful family situation or something that you, Mm. a lot of cognitiveness or a lot of alertness or a lot of patience for and you pull it out at that point, you have a somewhat of the tryptamine built up within your system so you can, you know, engage it without having to wait for too long and you can use this as something in your arsenal to help you get through certain times. What's really cool is the Mm. The psilocybin movement's been, we've been allowed more and more of an arena to kind of, you know, commerce, test, you know, create a whole market for these type of products. There's been a lot more testing and we're learning about all the different types of components that are in there, not just psilocybin, but now they're finding out there's like psilocybin and mycelium, all these different types of products. So these are going to be like the CBDs, the THC. And so... All these different phenols and strains of mushrooms, which is, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of cubenzes alone, different types of psychedelic cubenzes. All these have different, you know, components of them. So, so
0: do you think different strains would would help different elements?
2: Yeah, there just hasn't been the research done on it yet. So that's we're just trying to document everything we can out here. You know, we often we offer around 15 mushroom usually on the average and we have for quite a few years now. Um, and just trying to do, keep track of the different types of relief people are finding, the different types of people that, you know, customers, minds, the long-term customers, you know, custies that are different types of people that different, you know, kind of favor a certain type. I'm trying to just kind of figure out a rhyme and a reason, a little bit of rhythm to this. Because mm-hmm. once again, kind of like early days of medical cannabis. Absolutely. You know, Patient's huge. You know, getting it out there is huge. And people giving you feedback.
0: So you, you don't recommend um, ever taking more than one because I'm that kind of person like, ah, you know, I've been tripping forever. I should probably take two. Like, is that because, you know, that's just probably just my programming, my brain. Because I remember when I sat with some of these crazy shamans, like the older the medicine woman was, they would tell these stories. I mean, through a translator, they would tell me and I've heard it by quite a few of the, the really the ones that are very old, that when it gets to the point with ayahuasca, some of them would just smell it and go there. And it's interesting how psychedelics like the reverse tolerance. And there's only a few drugs in the world that do that. So I'm wondering if, uh, if, if, if psilocybin is almost something like that.
2: I think it's just anything that builds up your serotonin, your dopamine is proven. You can, t- you, know, you build tolerance to really quickly that, you know, I feel like a lot of people have that mentality too, my, the one's good, two must be better. Yeah. I'm that thought process myself, but it's, something you can see that you really don't benefit that much more. Cause if you're going to take two, you might as well take five and have a gram or you might as well take 10 and have a couple <laughs> grams. You know, each one of those tubs contains six grams, you know, total of what would be of the raw mushrooms, you know, you might as well eat all 30 of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. At this point. Okay.
2: That's, that's what I prefer. A six gram goes to recreational. You know, that's, that's what I enjoy. Um, Marcus and I usually eat about six, seven grams when we eat, And that's not like what it takes to get us off, but that's what it takes to go there. Where you want to to go? Yeah, yeah. I don't like to pussyfoot around in between these macros and these. You know, I want it to be a heroic journey Hmm. or a microdose.
0: Yeah, I I I agree with that. I agree with that. And that that in the early days of of when I was playing around with microdoses, um, I would, I would totally do this thing because you know I got it from a real crunchy hippie and he's like just just in, and i'm like what is a real microdose and he'd be like intuitive eat intuitively my friend and i'm like you're telling me to eat so i have a bag of mushrooms and just nibble instead of like just take a little and then forget about it so i nibble and it's like i'd spend all these days like just kind of tripping and then sometimes if like if the time was right i, just, I would just be full tripping i'm like this is not you know and if there's nothing wrong with that but i believe like i'm i'm too old and i'm not trying to just have off the cuff uh uh, uh psychedelic experience if i'm if i'm gonna go that deep it needs to I need to respect it more and have all kinds of um you know set setting and, and tension and all that stuff I shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff but the microdose it's cool because I, I I you know I don't know if you're familiar with microdosing on LSD but that's got some great results also I know it's a much trickier thing it's a much trickier thing and yeah
2: uh, I, I carried on my menu for a couple of years um some keezy microdosing vials I went through hundreds of them, actually, and they're pretty popular. It's a third of a dose.
0: So uh, a, Keezy, a Keezy microdose. What was he? Did, did was he, Ken, 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 Ken Keezy was known for microdosing?
2: Oh, uh, no. Or just his? Like, different families. There's like the Fluff family. Yeah. The Keezy family. We get Alligley's family. We get all these different kind of pillars of the community. Mm-hmm. And the the Keezy's just one type. And I stocked those in a microdosing vial for, like I said, a couple of years there. They were one third of a hit. So three drops equaled one. And it made it so people could microdose with the LSD without just cutting the paper into like quarters. Yeah, Because
0: it's really hard. You know, I've tried it with um, the cutting the, f- the paper or even with like liquid and putting it, you know. And then it's not it's not the easiest thing. But I have to say, uh, I the microdose from LSD for me, I felt laser focused when i did that it's not like i said i do not recommend it to most people unless you have access to one you know it's 100 real and you also know that it is like megan's saying microdosed out for you because i have r- heard about these things i haven't seen it myself but it's um, drop,
2: the size of the dropper they have droppers that, uh, there you go a I mean, lot. yeah
0: i guess that's the way right <laughs> that's definitely it's one not, way to do it
2: yeah, yeah it's not, not messing with somebody's dilution of it it's just the amount that you're yeah Allotting per time that you're allotting per the device you're using.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's the... <laughs> definitely the easy way to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um...
2: So, like, as far as my business, you know, we, I sell other types of drops and tinctures and stuff like that. And so they have different types of dosage droppers, mm-hmm. you know, the point whatever to point zero one, whatever, you know, so they have different, and that's the thickness of the dropper
0: speaking of your products the uh, the creams by the way like I was I had all kinds of old injuries flare up and you know you you sent me some some creams and I I, I put them on and I've become addicted to those creams are unbelievable I mean it's part of my routine now I come like home from work let's get a shower and I you know I work on my feet all day and I just I cannot believe how amazing uh, that that stuff really is I really can't like it's like it's, it's Blows my mind. It really does.
2: A lot of love putting in it. There's 35 individual ingredients that you know individually sourced. The main thing with the Kush creams is, yes, it's got amazing full spectrum cannabis. It's not just mm-hmm. CBD. It's not that bullshit. It's full fertile female. Mm-hmm. You know THC, CBD, CBN, CBG, THCV, THCA. It's the full spectrum, the entourage yeah. effect. But that's gonna be amazing on a lot of products. But if they're just gonna sit right on the top of your skin, it's not gonna do anything. I use emu oil, which is one of the only oils that's proven to get down to your epidermis, your epidermal layer. Um, It's one of the only things that's whale brain blubber that's actually penetrated that deep, and obviously that's not sustainable and not available anymore. Um, You think about it like this, an emu being the bird is an animal, a mammal, and so are you. And your pH is a lime, and that's how it gives you that absorption. You're not a coconut, you're not a shea nut, you're not Mm -hmm. a hobo. And so you're can put amazing components with that but it's only going to go so far you know Mm -hmm. beeswax different things like that when you're getting something down to your epidermis you're able to penetrate to the beginning of the nerve endings to the deep muscle tissue it's able to hit those cb2 receptors that are found in your skin cells those are those receptors that are able to benefit to your endocannabinoid system it's so amazing
0: wow so the emu oil is almost like the uh like you were saying with the black pepper and and the cayenne in the Silo so vitamins like it helps get it into the system. Almost how the other thing like helps absorb, right?
2: It's the wheels to the bus. It's the okay. it's the boat. It's everything. It's driving it there.
0: So, and, and like, all the cush creams have emu oil in it.
2: It's the basis of all of my yeah. I'm just a huge, wow. huge of emu oil. I've been the keynote speaker yearly at the national emu association conference <laughs> like stuff, stuff like that with all the old ranchers and stuff. But um, yeah. I, you know go head to head with vegans and stuff like that is a, a byproduct of the processing of the meat it's something that was already you know as a lower glands it's rendered from the processing of the meat it's something that was already
0: yeah.
2: being wasted some sick butcher one day you know after chopping up chickens and chopping up fucking cows and stuff having those oils and stuff on his hands and then he chops up some emus for somebody one day and comes home he's like Bessie, feel these arms. not this <laughs> just so soft today? And I don't know what the sick fuck was doing, but like somehow or another, somebody realized it was good for your skin. And it's just, it's renowned. I mean, it's proven to regenerate the hair growth in the front lobal section. I do a chemotherapy shampoo and conditioner. Mm-hmm. But the EMU oil is such a key component. You know, it's just an, the and most important. Yeah.
0: That stuff works with pain alone, right? Because I remember back, i getting that yes. stuff a long time ago for my knee. And then it was kind of hard to find for years. Um, but I remember putting that and right, so the, just by itself. So then you, that's awesome, Megan. So then you take that it's plus it, all your stuff together. Wow. That's Yeah. So anti
2: inflammatory, uh, the emi oil is such an amazing like property that it carries on its own medicinally, um, not only with its penetrative qualities, but the anti inflammatories, you know, big pharma doesn't want us to know this, but I mean, like everything's caused from inflammation, whether it's going to be your migraine, an eczema flare up, mm-hmm. you know, shingles. Sp- you know, Crohn's disease, every, all these things are products of inflammation. You know, if you just treat the inflammation, it goes to the root of a lot of problems.
0: Yeah, right. Inflammation is pretty much, Clint talks about that all the time. Uh, <clears throat> inflammation is like the root of everything. So d- does the cannabis help with the inflammation as well?
2: Cannabis is the number one, the most inflammation, in, in, anti inflammatory plant oh, there is. That's really pharmaceutical that's why Big Pharma shut it down, kept no it quiet. No shit. Back the era, the did, madness
0: era. Did you guys see today that they were saying that I think, I feel like I've heard this before, but I think I saw it on like a major network that cannabis is like, I, I tagged you in something Clint today, that cannabis, like it's uh, not a cure, but like a prophylactic for COVID or something.
2: Yes. Oh my gosh. I, every single one, you know how much people's things I saw on that in last two days, this yeah, sure. thing. It's that- proven to like, Yeah. I I can't even remember it. I just tuned it out because a lot of it had to do with hemp and CBD, and I just tuned out a lot of that because I'm really anti CBD. Yeah, are you? Yeah. So why? Um, it's just the it's the biggest scam that's like been taking place in a long time, in my opinion. Um, you got to realize that CBD initially came from the byproducts of manufacturing fibers, textiles, hemp ropes. It was literally the bearing grease that came in barrels of crude oil um, before they refined it through different processes of isolation and distillation. Um, the I, I can't even explain to you how upset I get about this. You know, there's amazing stories out there that have to do with CBD, but that CBD stories like the Charlotte's Web and whatnot, mm-hmm. those come from THC CBD, like CBD that comes okay. from the first male cannabis plant all of the cbd that you see at like the cbs pharmacies to the gas stations mm-hmm. that all comes from male hemp because that's where hemp comes from is the male cannabis plant thc in the full spectrum comes from the female you think about women we have so much mm-hmm. more to give the fertile female cannabis plant so it's able like so the male hemp is legal fertile female cannabis is not over 0.3% THC, and that's just going to be a matter of time that before they realize that that is if it contains any THC, it's not hemp. But all of the CBD that's out there is riding the coattails of this these very very few strains that actually have the beneficial medicinal cannabis factors, not hemp factors of CBD.
0: That's interesting what you just said too, because the male, so the male plant right is 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 better for like materials building things kind of like you just said like a man and a woman right where it's like it's it's really should be just used i guess for clothing rope fabrics whatever right Does that's mm-hmm. and then the female is what you get you know all the the other properties the healing properties um so the thing that like go ahead i'm sorry real
2: quick, you guys for any listeners that want to learn more about this project cbd has a a documentary or a paper written up you can go to projectcbd.com and that's a, a large real CBD source and it's called the oil hustlers. And it talks about how all the, like, the mortgage, like the big mortgage scam, like 08 mm-hmm. recession, those guys all went into this right after that. It's like their next scam.
0: You know, that is so interesting you said that because I can't tell you how many people you, well, you just said that. I just thought of a bunch of shysters that were the guys that were pushing the mortgages. And we're making a money. The next thing you know, I'm, I think between that, to be fair, between that, a lot of them went to energy drinks. They were all hustling some kind of energy yeah. drink and then <laughs> CBD came. They were like, yeah, I got the new, the next Red Bull. And things like, wow, that's crazy. They're so <laughs> I, they're
2: like, well, I, I just want to open up the, you know, open up people's, you know, minds or whatever to just cannabis in general, if it's what it's going to take to open the doors. But I heard that like. New York has a bill coming out this next year that's gonna ban all CBD products. What? Yeah, I heard what? that. I don't know if it's true or not. But well, you so. know,
0: in New York, it would make sense because in New York, it's it's like anything that's criminal is legal. But like, 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 they, like, you could literally get away with anything in New York. And I know people think, oh, it's some like boomer right wing. No, it's true. Like. As much as I, I, I disliked Giuliani so much because when I was a kid, I look back and I'm like, I see what he did. Because he fucked up the rave scene so hardcore in the 90s because he literally cleaned up the city. I watched it happen in real, like I went, I watched New York City go from a, like a lawless, like you could just do anything you want to, he cleaned up and he got rid of and he did all this stuff. And then it kind of 9-11 happened, which that's where it gets a little weird because then it kind of turned into this corporate place and it got real too clean, in my opinion, and too, it got a lot of its uh, character washed away. But now it's like it's coming back with the lawlessness where, like, people are just, you just, cops don't arrest you. You do whatever you want, but they're going to make it where CBD is going to be illegal. And, like, they still can't gamble, I believe, on sports. Like, in New Jersey, you can gamble on sports. You could do a lot of stuff. Like, but in New York, you can't. Like, there's just all these weird, like, for the UFC was illegal up until a couple of years ago. Like it's just there's so, and it's once again it's all about money and bullshit. It's definitely something to do with money for them to want to make that illegal. Um, but
2: well, their their whole uh, legalization and their um, licensing in New York is so corrupt. I believe it was only yeah. six licenses for cultivation for the whole state. It's like Come what on. the fuck? That's nuts. Like, I I don't know. That might have been changed or something. But that's that was what was going around in our cannabis like meetings and stuff out here. That was the initial one. It's like how is six? Growers gonna provide or six, you know, producing processing facilities gonna provide for the whole state of New York. I have <laughs> Tell a, me that's not the yeah,
0: that's nuts. Now maybe, maybe this should be something for off air, but I don't want to ask you anyway. So if I've been hearing, if you, maybe you know about this, maybe you don't, but I've been hearing about in New Jersey how it's like, and I went to the early meetings, like it was they were gonna make it impossible. You had to be like a multi multi millionaire to get one of those licenses and you might, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and you just to get put into like a lottery, right? You might, like you have to spend all this money on legal.
2: All the building probably in place with all your HVAC and all your yeah. occupational and all that stuff, which cut cost. I mean.
0: But this one I ask you. So there's, there's rumblings about these micro licenses that apparently those are going to be, do you have any, I don't understand what that means. Do you know what a micro license is?
2: Like sub licensing, like sub, you know, that's what it is. It's, so like out here, like I, I don't hold a cannabis license, any, any, any whatsoever. I do limited licensing agreements and things like that, which are like, mm. I guess, could be micro licensing, which is just limited licensing agreements and limited partnering agreements where you have use of their licensing and their you. facility. Yes.
0: Got, okay. Okay. So that's what that would mean. With that.
2: That's I thought- how. in Oregon, California, Hawaii, Nevada, Alaska, Massachusetts, and all that is that I hold those type of limited um, partnership agreements.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So maybe that's what, because I I tried to get in for more information on it and I couldn't really find much. And so I was thinking, I believe the article I read was like kind of almost comparing it to like microbreweries. And believe it or not, our alcohol laws in New Jersey are insane, are insane if I was to tell you them. But they're pretty cool with all the craft breweries. Like they get away with a lot of stuff that like we're not allowed to do or whatever. And a lot of bar owners are against it. I'm not. I'm like this is fucking great that a regular person can start a brewery if they want. Like if they don't make it it's so impossible because it's really hard to get a bar or in New Jersey. It's like the hoops and stuff that you have to go through. It's almost impossible. Um, but the the craft. So I was thinking like micro micro brewery. I think I read something like that. I was thinking it was like. Something like that, like, but it's probably not. Uh, that's what I no. thought that they were. That's what they meant with that. Um, back to the CBD uh, or at least your your creams. Um, I noticed that when you sent me uh, a sample pack, there was a lot of different like like strands. Um, so do, does do they does that do they make differences like like a lemon haze compared to does? Okay,
2: it, so yeah, there's a couple of different lines I have. I do um, on the spot muscle pain creams that are not icy. They're just like You know, soothing that have, I've had over 100 different scents, Mm -hmm. either from purple haze to like the lemon haze you mentioned to, Mm -hmm. you know, all these different ones throughout the years. And then I also have another product that's far more popular. Um, It's called the Permafrost, the Organic Permafrost line. And that's an icy cream that we do an extraction um, from the Blue Cormant Flower Tops. And it's one of the only menthol sources that's proven to stay cool, like a stay cool source. And that's what's really popular with a lot of. Guys, a lot of guys don't like cream straight up. A lot of athletes is really popular. It's got a really fast absorption rate, and you can double, triple apply that right like within a couple of minutes of it itself. Due to the alcohol, there's moonshine in the preparation, and absorbs really fastly really in the skin. It's not a hydrating cream. It's not designed to like keep your hands moist or nothing like that. It's the cream that you would use on your back, on your lower extremities, on your feet. Um, mm. Really great for migraines. Um, kids that have you know um autistic like um seizures or epileptic seizures they Mm -hmm. moms a lot of times notice that's a temperature related thing and they'll put it inside the wrists um Mm -hmm. at the of the neck the spleen receptors at the nape of the neck um things like that and they help with kids having these episodes um it's pretty amazing the alertness people get off of it but i have a large large sports medicine and like athletic following for this permafrost
0: mm-hmm. I could see why I could see why yeah. I put it all when I you know this business is hard on my body we have three, floor, uh, three flights of stairs all the time up and down them all day long and when I come home especially by the end of the week my legs are killing and Saturday night when I get home after the comedy shows I put that all over my knees my feet everywhere and I just like sit on the couch for a little bit it's like oh, oh.
2: it's inflammatory this it feels so good on your feet at night like if you've been on your feet all day it feels so good
0: yeah yeah, I mean this stuff is 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 amazing. Um, you have got some awesome products, man. You really do. Like, and I think it's amazing what you're doing, just helping so many people. You're like, last time we talked about the veterans you're helping, and it's uh, it's just wonderful, Megan. It really is.
2: You know, it's like you get what you give and stuff like that. And the the proof is the proof's in the pudding. I just give it to people. I never once have paid to advertise. You know, and it's literally been featured in everything from. Warren Sapp holding it up, like, by name in Sports Illustrated magazine, like, whole tub containers. This is my medicine in a little black tub. I don't know why the NFL Players Association is not listening to players' needs. You know, naming it by name, fish creams. It's pretty cool. I paid for advertising anything like that. I don't know how he got it. I was never notified it was going to be in there. I was shown on social media (laughs) that it was in. I mean, it's been in Rolling Stones. It's been in Time magazine, all these corrupt-ass, you know, Time (laughs) all that stuff i mean in the national geographic i mean i've got pictures of my grow my children when they're a couple years old in the grow i had to sign all these releases insane amount of releases to time warner to have my children in the national geographic with the cannabis the first ever cannabis issue there's three pictures of my property and like my children and my like grow and stuff in that magazine It's pretty cool all these things i've won high times six times i've got 20 plus cannabis cups trophies from these products i been making these products for about 20 years, and now that I've been licensed and bonded and, like, federally trademarked, million tubs I've paid taxes on, on the books.
0: Megan, you are, well, yeah, I mean, you really truly are boots no, on the ground.
2: pretty crazy.
0: No, but you're truly boots on the ground. You truly put your neck out there for years to, so people could enjoy cannabis and get the benefits of it, not just enjoy it, but, but also see the medical, and, and you really are, it's amazing. It's amazing, I feel, I, And and- yeah. You know, like
2: the magazine, like just emails me like once every like three months or so. Like, I just want to tell you. Thank you again, Megan. Here I was at a situation where I, I was uncomfortable and like unable to bring up like cannabis. And he's like, here owning all this is not. that He's like, and what did I go to my go to fish creams? Because it's a non psychoactive product mm-hmm. that's not going to get you high. And it's just a real, you know, legitimate fallback for people that want to open up that conversation about cannabis. They want to bring it up to their employer. They want to bring it up to their mother-in-law, their father-in-law. And this is a product that's now a medical cannabis product. It's not going to give them a psychoactive effect. It's not some fucking snake oil. You know, it's not some fucking shit that's not mm-hmm. going to work. It's actually going to work. And it's not going to get them high. And it's really opened up so many people's minds, you know, to cannabis. It's mm-hmm. been amazing. I feel like right in the same line, you know, the vitamins are doing the same thing with the microdosing mm-hmm. movement. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say to any listeners or anybody, I will always give, first one's free. All you have to do is email us in a name, address, we'll mail you, it ends up being like a 100 bucks in free Kush Creams. Wow. I employ all single moms. We don't want to hear any sob stories, nothing like that. We just need a name and an address and send it out. Nobody abuses it. Everything stood back with a money back guarantee behind okay. everything, you to keep the product. And just nobody nobody bothers us because it's all good.
0: Yeah, I mean, your, your, your stuff is is the cream of the crop, but besides even that, it's just I, I'm appreciative of all the work you put in um, and everything you're doing. I really am. I was so excited to have you come on tonight because I was uh, just been a while since I've got to see you and talk to you. And uh, it's always fun. And this is a lot more calm. Last time we had a group of people but that. That was fun also. But I really did want to just have this kind of conversation with you. And uh, I'm so grateful for you and I'm so grateful for everything that, that you've done to the, for this community. Um, and you really got balls, man. You really do, and I mean that in a nice way. But you,
2: pe- big ovaries. Yeah. What I say. Well, big yeah. Ovaries.
0: all right. Well, you got big ovaries because, really, I mean, and and also, I, I I don't think people understand. I understand because I've been in whatever kind of what I don't know what the hell you want to call. I, I hate saying hippie culture, but between the raves and the all that area, and for you to come out the way you come out, people give you shit. I get shit all the time, but people know who I am. So, I'll get some nice comments, but there's definitely some people who don't talk to me anymore or definitely look at me weird. And you've been coming with that energy and you've been speaking truth and, and you don't give a fuck. And it could really, in the communities that you're in, like it could have hurt you. I don't think it has. I don't know. But-
2: literally like like my kids art director for their school i've been a room mom I mean, my kids are older now besides my newborn baby but my have middle schoolers and high schoolers i mean i spent their whole middle school being like a room mom and also doing all this stuff this whole movement transparent about my products transparent mm-hmm. about our life i mean it's yeah no surprise i mean to anybody it's just it's being being true to yourself it shows in the end
0: you um, know i'm i i I really appreciate that about you. And I'm so grateful to call you a friend. And that's, I hope other people get inspired by that because that's really fucking cool. You, you just, you've been going for it your whole life and not worried about what people fucking think. And, and it's amazing. Megan, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was awesome to talk to you. Uh, once again, do you want to just wear everyone, KushCreams.com? Yep,
2: I got uh, KushCreams.com. You cannot purchase the Scylla vitamin, um Micro, dos- micro dosings, um, psilocybin capsules on there. I just haven't, PayPal shuts me down for a lot of stuff. That's my um, point of sale, my POS system. I've been shut down so many times from every single type of point of sale system um, for back in the day for just having Kush. I, my business name is Casey Products Incorporated technically because of banking issues and stuff <laughs> like that. I've had so many different you know, issues and whatnot. So you have to DM. Um, Silovitabins, which is P-S-I-L-O-V-I-T-A-B-I-N-S, Silovitabins at protonmail.com or find Kush Creams on Instagram. I just started a Silovitabins page finally, but you can DM me on there to order. Orders go out quickly, unlimited volume, offer a year of Silovitabins for $500. That's a big savings. You can get a monthly, or you can get them all at
0: once. Awesome! Thank you so much. Uh, I don't know where Clint went. He was so friggin' stoned. I was like, look, he was like falling asleep through the most of the interview. I don't. He just bolted out <laughs> of the studio. <laughs> I don't know where he is. But uh, I'm gonna turn this off, Megan.